And we are live and we are back. Welcome back to the Okie Kid podcast for episode six. Today we are here with Mr. Derek Rubis, residing out of Sun Santan, Arizona. Santan Valley, Arizona. Yeah. Derek is a man, a very interesting man in the track world. Many people hear of him. He's kind of like that legend you always hear about, but you never really see. And some people have the opportunity to see him, and I have not had the opportunity to see him in person, I guess, until now, but we're only on a screen. If you don't know Derek, he's got this amazing Instagram and Facebook account where he follows track runners, collegiate track runners, and professional track runners around the world and around the U.S. And what he does is he pastes his face on their face. And at first, you're kind of like, what is going on? But once you figure out what the guy's really meaning is about, an excellent person. He's so much fun to like talk to, and I cannot wait. Derek, how are you doing, man? Good, good. And so, like you said, you're you're out of Santan Valley, Arizona. How long have you been there? Uh, since 2018. 2018. Yeah, I was Where? I I was I was in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and then I was supposed to move out to Oregon, Eugene, and and but the job fell through, so I didn't want to move back to Wisconsin so I was uh, and my parents are already down here so I moved down here oh nice yeah. uh do you do you work uh there in Arizona or, or no um I'm still trying to find and find something yeah awesome awesome so yeah. Eric you're obviously a ginormous track and field fan how long have you been following track and field and how'd you get into it um I started sixth grade because we had the sixth grade run and everybody else was doing it and then this is something interesting uh between my sixth and seventh grade year uh i had people won't like won't like to hear this but i had one testicle removed really and yeah yeah, and they said because of that i couldn't do contact sports so i i stayed with track, track and field and cross country lo and behold no, no, in cross country is a little bit of, of a contact sport as well. <laughs> in, in a weird way, it is. It can be. People yeah. can downplay it, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I went through all of high school and then after high school, because the first college I went to never didn't have a cross country or track team. I see. I see. If you don't mind me asking, uh, why did you have to have one test score removed? If you don't have to answer that, if you don't want. Uh, to. I don't even. I don't even know. I. That's all I remember was I couldn't do contact sports because of that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So you. So I, at, during my first like four years of college, I helped out at my rival high school with the cross country and track and field, and still ran and whatnot. And then I. I I was getting a little bored with it and whatnot. So I was like, I'm going to leave the sport for a couple of, a couple of years. I left it for about two, two and a half, and a half years. I was about 120 pounds at that time in time. And uh, all I did was doing weight lifting and in the gym. And I got up to about 150. Oh wow! Okay, what you really? And then I, then, then yeah, then I saw a race of Krzyzlinski's, and I'm like, "Well, I mean, guess I'm going back into it." So, and then <laughs> I, and I've been here ever since. Tell us about Krzyzlinski. Some people don't know about Krzyzlinski. Tell us about 
how much of an he, icon that guy really is, what he's done. He ran for the University of uh, Wisconsin. He's one of my really good, really good friends. Him and Keegan Camp. I got to saw the race race where they both went under. First two guys under four minutes because I was actually at that meet uh, racing myself. So really, it's easy for me. First, yeah. First guys under four minutes at that meet or first? Uh, first, first two guys under four minutes in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. I got to see them, see them race and we've been friends ever since. And, uh, and, and, as, and as I like to say, he stole a job for me, but in, in, in fun. So, <laughs> of course, how long yeah. have you been, uh, really posting about track and field athletes and putting your, your face over their face? Like that, that that's become kind of, uh, I don't even know. I don't know how long it's been. Yeah. Cause I looked at your Instagram and I haven't scrolled all to the bottom of it, but it probably because you almost have 10,000 posts on there. You have 9,000 something posts on Instagram, which is honestly impressive. That takes dedication that I will probably never reach. Uh, so respect to you for that. And I'm just curious. So are most of those, the paste overs, the, the Rubis? Uh, probably who knows. And, and, and some of me, because there's times where I don't like to, like to really promote myself a, a lot, a lot on social media and what, whatnot. So, but uh, I think that that's a big thing, and we'll go go into it a little bit more probably later in the in yeah. the thing. With, yeah. How how did you get started doing that? Do you know? Of like putting. Uh, I can't even remember. But it just kind of. I, it, I think I think Chris Chavez asked me that because I had a two parter, in uh, on flow track that he did of me. Oh wow, that's awesome! So how long, when did you do the flow track interview? The flow track thing. Uh. It was probably thirteen or fourteen. I want to say, yeah. Well, it's a little while ago, but yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was when he was at uh, uh, going to University Marquette. Okay, Mm. fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Let me read it. Read a message you sent me earlier this week. We're talking about what we wanted to go over in the podcast, and usually I never really like script anything. Usually everything I ask is purely like authentic authentic yeah in everything i do but uh you mentioned you would love to talk about the therapy you're going through along with uh saving men's cross country and track and field teams across the nation uh i'd say we yes. hit on the, the therapy first and like what does that really mean what kind of therapy how long you've been doing um it? i've been going to therapy since 2018 okay but i've been having these problems since uh, 2012 and basically I go for body weight issues uh, self-esteem about myself and about my body weight issues and then thoughts of suicide and how it all got started and you recognize this name Albert Earl Salazar yes I met the I met the guy at the track, uh, the Olympic track trial, yeah. where I got to go for free, for, for free, which was really cool. Um, that was really cool. Yeah, but uh, at the time, he was one of my favorite coaches out there and whatnot. And you and said Al- Alberto Salazar's, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
And I was out, out there and I met the guy and he's like, he knew of me. And he's like, you're that famous distance runner. And I go, yeah. And then, and, and you also run. And I go, yeah. He goes, well, you don't look like a distance runner. So I think you should be losing about like five, six, maybe 10 pounds. And at that time I was in the 120s. Really? Yeah. So why I call it my body weight issues is I don't throw up in the, the toilet. I, uh, if I'm 130 30 or above, I, at, at, at the times I was, I would stop eating until I was in the 120s and then I eat way too much. And then, uh, to the point where I felt guilty that I was going to go back into the one thirties. Really? Yeah. Derek, if I have any, not, not a lot of people know about it, just like circle of friends know about it. And if I'm having a bad day in my therapy, I get right on and call them that they know. They're able to help you out. I, and yeah. I'm not going to act like I'm any expert here. Like I know everything because I don't, but I do know this is that you cannot be a slave to a scale. I think a lot of yeah. like, men and women have well, a problem of sitting on a scale and, and, and being kind of a slave to weight. And like, you can't do that. You have to be able to be comfortable because you, you're running, you're a distance runner, man, no matter what anybody says, you're doing it. Okay. Like you're, yeah. you're going out, you're putting in the work and like, because you not just because you like it, because you love it and that's who you are. And so you're doing that and you're eating, eating well, eat three meals a day. Like you can't be a slave to weight, man. Like it, well, everybody's well, different. Thanks. Well, the thing was, the worst part of it was uh, after I came back in eight, 2018, came back from Eugene again, the third, third time I was there, because we were looking at place, the places there, Bend, Oregon, to like maybe move to. And uh, after I came back, because I saw Alberto there again and whatnot, but at, at, he thought it was... And the funny thing was, he thought I was a runner for uh, Carroll University, which is the, the uh, D3 college I helped coach at. And he, he um, the worst was that summer, I, I would, because I was D3 coach, I would, I would be able to get into the locker rooms and whatnot. Because we had one, one locker room that had a, you had a code to, to get into and that had the scale. And I'd weigh myself every single day, Monday through Friday, during the summer, and then I would hide it during during the uh, the cross country season, so that a lot of the distance runners I was coaching wouldn't know that I was actually weighing yourself. Yeah, weighing myself. But from the start of my therapy, I didn't weigh myself at all. I'm you like, screw it. Yeah. You haven't done it since, huh? No, not having done since. That is awesome. And I, I can't believe Salazar would say something like that to you, man. Yeah. That's honestly ridiculous. Like, and just kind of tearing somebody down no matter what age or what they look like or what they don't look like. You can't be like, oh, I'm a distance runner. Or you don't look like one. And you don't even know yeah. the person, you know? Like, that, that's that's pretty crappy of a person. Yeah. And well, I, I, I wanted to uh, talk about basically because I wanted to get out that it's not, it's not just happens to female distance runners it happens to males as well but we don't talk about it and we commit suicide more than the women do really I, yeah 
dang, I need to look up those numbers. I haven't looked them up, uh, but that sounds like a yeah, story. yeah, yeah. I was watching uh, the show Real Sports and their February 2019 episode was giving the numbers of how many more male athletes commit suicide than women. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, it's like a big conception because you hear a lot about people judging women for body weight and then yeah. over here the side of men. So like personally, I've never uh, been too self-conscious about my weight. I, I, I have this ability to really just not care what people think, you know, like, yeah. and whatever like your people say the race weight i you can't really go off of that every time because sometimes your body develops different ways and sometimes like yes. you might grow a lot when you're coming out of high school and then into college and then kind of late college your body might go through different stages of where okay 155 might seem heavy for me i usually want to race at 150 but if i'm performing at peak performance at 155 why would i have to go care about what i race at, at 150 then yeah. I make it put another stressor in my life that I don't have to think about, you know, and that's something that people don't, don't really take into account with their lives every day. And I think people are way too much a slave to a, to a scale. And that, that that's sad. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So you say you've been struggling with that since 2018 is when he said something about it. Uh, 2012 with the body weight issues. 2016 with the self-esteem and then 2018 with the uh, thoughts suicide. The self-esteem. Let's go over that, man. How, how'd that start? And like, how? Um, I, I went back to uh, Eugene for the trials and uh, I guess uh, subconsciously the last four years before that, that I didn't even realize this, that I was eating less and whatnot. And uh, then 2016 came in and then the self-esteem, once I hit Eugene, the self-esteem about myself and what I look like and then uh, my eating habits and all that came crashing together and I was always afraid I was going to see Alberto and whatnot, so... I tried to stay as far away from him as I could possibly. That's probably yeah. smart. And that's that somebody has to do that to you that for just. Yeah. And then plus, I, plus I was working for my friend Nick Simmons at company in his booth the, almost the whole time I was there. So I'm like, okay, I've got something to do. Not, uh, so I won't be able to see him. Yeah. That's good. That you got to keep your mind busy. Keep yourself busy physically and mentally. Yeah. Stay away from somebody like that. Cause at the time he was definitely training in Oregon with his whole crew and doing, you know, running things and bike. Yeah. I, thought, I, I saw the, I saw the uh, real sports thing about him on, uh, in January. Yeah. And when you talk about your self-esteem, were you just kind of like really just down on yourself because of those things that he was uh, Yeah. With? I get down on myself. Uh, uh, there are days where it's like, I no self-esteem about myself, no self-esteem about my weight. And, yeah. How do you how do you how do you cope with that? How do you get past that? How do you kind of get over that? Hump? Um just just my circle of friends that I have that I talk to every once in a while. Yeah. That's good. And then you said 2018 you started having thoughts of suicide, which is a yeah. it's, a, it's a big serious issue. Yeah. I want to take you now, please don't ever ever oh, do no, that. No. Man, I know the running community would be absolutely devastated. 
man. Well, what, what, what my friends say, uh, oh, did you call the suicide hotline? I'm like, my first first thing isn't the suicide, it's the bi-weight issues because they came up first before the suicide. So mm. I know I was- know I have to worry about the suicide, but it's just the... The thyroid? The, walk us through the, the thyroid issue. What, what exactly does that entail? Uh, the suicide, I there are nights where I can't sleep. I go into to our kitchen and just sit in front of the knives and figure out which one I want to kill myself with. Um, I have this thing called uh, IBS issues, which is irritable bowel syndrome. And I really have to watch my, I have to schedule myself when I can eat and when I can run and whatnot. I have to eat two and a half to three hours beforehand or whatnot before I run in the morning or at night, uh, in the afternoon. And uh, if that doesn't happen, I'll probably have an accident in my run and then it will spiral like I won't eat that day and then I won't won't have any self-esteem and then it comes to suicide and then I'll be up in the middle of the night going, looking at the knives and sitting in front for about 15, 20 minutes and then be like, what the hell am I doing here? And then go right back to bed. Yeah, man. You start having those thoughts. You have to call your friends right away. Like, yeah. you, have, you know what I mean? Find something else. That, that's like, don't let yourself go down there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you have yeah. to find ways to get that off your mind and realize that you matter, dude. You're here for a reason. I put you on this earth for a reason. And a lot of people love you, man. So, like, there's really, like, you, you can't be doing that. You know, like, it's, it's not worth it. You know, like, you, you, you're a runner, right? Yeah. You're a distance runner. We go through hard things every day and we run, right? Yeah. Same thing here, man. We got to keep grinding. It's worth it. Because it, that, that's that's like backing out of a workout. You know, you got hard workouts. You just want to quit. That's what that is, man. You can't quit. Don't quit on us. Don't quit on life, brother. To me, when I when I have a hard workout, I used to say, the harder the workout, the better I feel. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, yeah. you. It, it, <laughs> it's the funniest thing. You give me the, uh, the Michigan workout, and I'm like, okay, when do we start it? When can I start now? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But like, you have to call your friends. You have to call a support yeah. group that you have, you know, that like you're close people you, you trust and that aren't going to yeah. lie to you and be honest with you because two people care about you for that to happen. Yeah. You know? And so, how, and see, so this has been going 12, 16, and then 18. So now we're here in 2021. And like, how are you doing now? Are you doing a lot better with that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I've been going through, going to therapy. Um, first therapist I had I really liked and uh she moved to a different uh facility then I had a second one and the first day that I had her she's like oh by the way I'm leaving in July (laughs) I'm like well in my head I'm going I'm getting a third therapist yeah and then the third one happened and we were just going around and around on the same things and I'm like I can't let this happen. And then I canceled with her this past December once. And I'm like, because my dad died on December 24th. And uh, yeah, and it was like right, just right after. And I didn't want it to be all about him. And I wanted it to be about me. And then starting in January, one of my dad's, 
so I mean, his social worker said, why don't you look into doing, uh, uh, having a nutritionist? And I'm like, okay. So I tried the nutritionist, but she was going way too far to the point that I, I felt like I wasn't going to eat or anything like that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. She, it was mostly about fruits and vegetables six times a day. And then uh, whole, it was called Whole 30 Diet, where it's just, uh, just like grass fed beef, uh, chicken, or seafood. And it got to the point where I got. So at first, they, the doctor said they thought it was stress that I had blood in my ear. So I, and now we're, we're looking in, into that and they think I have kidney stones now because of it. Really? Yeah. Because I gave, I, because of my IBS, I gave up chocolate and dairy. Because I, because I don't want to be going and having an accident while I'm going, while I'm running. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Again, I'm, I'm no specialist. I'm no somebody who knows everything about nutrition. I am a runner though, but like we know as humans, we know as people like what's good and what's bad for us. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, like we, we know what our body kind of needs in a way. It, it's really no secret. Just kind of a lot of self-reflection that we're going to have to do as humans and as athletes. And so I think like people put people on strict diets like that and become such a uh, kind of a burden to really have to, I have to hit this many vegetables, I have to drink exactly this much water, exactly this much beef, this much yeah. beef. Yeah, like, I, 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 I know how it feels because I have friends. So one of my bosses for my, I, I do three different, I'm a brand ambassador for three different companies. And one of the companies is a supplement company out of Mesa, Arizona. And the guys that, my boss is bodybuilder, so he he knows about that kind of stuff. So he's he's helped me a lot through this. So yeah, that's good that you have somebody like that that knows a lot about that stuff to help you through that. That's yeah. huge. That's a resource. And he was the one that gave me the the person. Really? Yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, I know she's not a lot of money, but so I had to give up the therapy just because she was like three hundred and fifty bucks a, a month. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And where my therapy was about a hundred bucks a session. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to say which one's more important because I don't really know it. Cause I'm, I'm not you. I don't, <laughs> and I don't the, to me, the therapy is more, more important. So, yeah. I think if that's a priority then you should probably chase that more than like the nutrition. Yeah. Not- yeah. Yeah. We, we told the lady that we're not going to do this because of this and this. And she's like, okay. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad you guys are able to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, you also mentioned to me in a text that you won your big part and trying to be a big part in saving men's and women's and women's track and field and cross country teams. Uh, how are you? How are you going about that? And, and making, um, there's a, a I lot know of with the, uh, first it started with Brown University and William and Mary, and then I started on Zoom calls with uh, Minnesota. They're trying to get rid of their teams. And then now I'm, and I'm doing Clemson. Clemson. Right now. Yeah, yeah. Are as you? of right now, as of right now, we're doing stuff, uh, stuff like we got 
couple of billboards out uh, with the, some of our quotes we have. We have uh, we had a march that that we had one of the weeks that the football team didn't couldn't compete because of COVID, and then uh, we had lawn signs and whatnot. And so yeah, that's Just what kind we've of been going raise awareness for this yeah 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 it's just the man man's cross country and track and track and field team that, that, what that people don't there. people don't know is that like people that are listening there are because of covid issues and then funding issues are cutting some sports across the nation per school uh makes a decision for their own school yeah. so like well the, the the guys were saying at first it was a pandemic then they said it was Title Nine. Now they're saying it's funding. All the while, we're they're uh, say, put saying that they're going to put money into the football stadium to repair it and to give uh, give uh, what uh, give them a new scoreboard. And then they paid two uh, assistants, two uh, football assistants. They gave them raises of. Uh, Two point oh eight million dollars each. Uh, so what's they're telling us, they, and they're telling us that we they, they have no money for us. What what school is this? Uh, Clemson. Clemson. I see. Yeah. I guess I do kind of see both sides to the argument. There is like, okay, yeah, you're not you're lying to people about not having money, but also at the same time, I see the fact that okay, football brought in that money. You know, for the for for the most part, you know, like they're the most like revenue generating sport at probably at Clemson, if I had to guess. And, and, so like, and they told, and, and they did it within four hours. On November fifth, they said they said within four hours, they told the coaches, they told the the runners from the cross country track team, and this was like five days after they raced the ACC cross country championships. So it was fresh, and then like, okay, well, I'll see you guys later, yeah. pretty much. But they they did yeah. end up racing this indoor season, so they're still alive right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did pretty well, and they had some people at nationals, I believe. They going. got three guys and three girls going to nationals. That's awesome. I'm, I mean, I, I mean, for them, all the more is better right now. If they're having these questions of like, should we cut it or should we not? And then you have people going to yeah. nationals, like that's kind of I'm gonna guess in the argument of like, look what we're doing. We have national yeah. qualifiers here, you know, going to nationals and which in indoor, indoor nationals and the D1 level is probably one of the hardest meets to get into because they don't have a regional. It's a top 16 yeah. time basis across the whole nation. You have to be a top 16 athlete in your event to go to the nationals. And that, that's one of the hardest things to do because there is no regional. There's no prelim. You know, a lot of people don't get that. Unlike outdoor, where there is a regional meet, you go through like prelims and finals. At hopefully, and yeah, no kidding. Hopefully, I think we're. I'm pretty sure we're going to. We're going to have an indoor nationals. So there's no way they can't have an outdoor nationals. So, so they'll have like a regional meet in outdoors, which is a prelim and a final, and that's how you get to nationals and outdoor. And then that nationals, you also have another prelim, and then the final final, yeah. which is which is kind of or the big dogs ain't no no puppies in there as mr rayvon allen would say so yeah but uh yeah Derek, how long you've been running so you said since uh since sixth grade sixth grade awesome and yeah. uh i have another question if you had something to say to anybody that was going through some of like self-esteem issues suicide thoughts 
But what, um, would, what would you, what would some advice you would give them to help cope with those thoughts and make sure that their self-esteem is up and that like those suicide thoughts are, are not, should not be a thing. You know I mean? You can't if you got them. people to talk to, talk to them. I, um, they've been a big help. Uh, a few, few of my friends are from the Virginia, ran for Virginia Tech. One ran for a, uh, D2 college called uh, CU Pueblo. And, and what's kind of funny about him is his dad is somebody that I idolized in high school. Really? Yeah. His dad and <clears throat> I don't know if you know Theo Quack. I, I don't. I, I really don't know yeah, a lot he, about the running community. Even though I'm, I don't know. Uh, Theo, Theo Quack is uh, a New Zealander, but he runs for uh, NAU. Okay. And his dad was a runner, so it's kind of funny to have two of my idols. I, I know their sons. That is really cool. Yeah. That is really cool. But Derek, man, I'm really glad you came on the podcast, dude. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Is there anything else that you like? We don't not know about Derek Rubis. I mean, you're there. You're there. You're a face, but nobody really knows, knows who you are. I mean, we're getting to know you finally a little bit and kind of the struggles of day to day life, but Derek, is there anything else? Uh, not that I can think of. Derek, man. Uh, this- oh, um, I almost went to Kansas. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, college. Uh, there was only one college I was looking at in high school, which was, uh, UW Stevens point, which is, uh, uh, D3 College in Wisconsin because I went there for running camp for three years and I like I like the coach and I'm kind of glad I didn't go there and kind of glad I uh, because at that time they had a cap of how many guys you can have on the team mm-hmm. they only had 24 guys and you can have as many women now it's yeah. like you now you can have as many so they told me to look at other colleges and I looked at Oregon and Kansas mm-hmm. and I thought I could get in easy easy because both my half brothers went to Kansas oh, so wow. I thought oh I'd have an easy way in and then I'm like oh then I would stay tuition I don't think so yeah no kidding <laughs> right I've got, I've got a question for you speaking of Kansas one of my teammates oh he's a transfer from OSU Mr. Ben Butler you know the name yeah he, he says for me to ask you what do you think of Ben Butler? I love him. I, I'm a, yeah, I'm a big uh, Zach Bradford fan. Really? Yeah, I, dude, Zach's awesome, dude. He, one of my really good friends, actually. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of his. Really? That, and yeah. you also mentioned you're a huge fan of Luke George before we started the recording, correct? Of course. Oh, man, that's my home. You know, we were roommates my freshman year, right? Yeah. Good stuff, dude. And then you no, know, Ben was like, I, cause I guess you followed him maybe back when he was in high school or something like this. And he got kind of like, uh, not scared, but kind of a little bit timid off because he's like, who's this guy putting his face on everybody else's face on Instagram? Like, oh, this is weird to me, man. Like, and because he didn't know you, he's like, I think he may have like blocked you and you're like unfollowed him and you blocked him back. I don't know all the story, but he's like, ask him about it, man. I don't think he likes me. So I had to clear some things up. Oh, I love him. They, you know he's going to nationals he's right now. Nationals, cross country nationals. He is individual, dude, an absolute animal. Yeah, and yeah. I'm and, and I had to bet with uh, 
Bryce Harper that I haven't re- reneged on yet. Really? Yeah, yeah. I told them before, uh, this is before re- outdoor regionals. I said to him, if he goes undefeated the whole season, I'm, I'll get a Kate and Jay, Jayhawks the tattoo. Would you get a KU Jayhawks tattoo? And yeah, yeah, and I have to get one now. Still, I still haven't gotten it. Oh, bet. So yeah, it's it's coming then, huh? So you uh, make, hopefully. Who who'd you make that bet with? Bryce Harper. Bryce. Okay, so you you talked to him about it, huh? Yeah. Uh, I'm. He's gonna have to listen to this. I'm gonna see him tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like Bryce. You know this man. You remember that that bet you made back in the day when you went undefeated? No, was it twenty one and zero or twenty and zero, something like that? It was nine for for college. It was nineteen and zero. College is nineteen. Yeah. yeah, absolute animal, dude. He's a heck of a training partner. He's good to have around. Yeah, for sure. Derek, man, this has been fun. Uh, see, your Instagram handle is is say it out loud so I don't forget it. Instagram is Derek Smolder. Derek Doc Smolders, and it's it's Derek Mario Garcia Romo. Is that, <laughs> is, that is that your full name? No, 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 no. I, I, what long while ago people were putting interesting male names to to theirs, and my actual real name is Derek Rubis R U B I S. So yeah, that's after the distance runner from uh, Old Miss Mario Ro- Garcia Romo. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. Who's racing this weekend? In the three K and the DMR. I can't wait to watch it. You, you, I know you'll be watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to go. We don't have cable, but I have to go to the uh, community center to uh, to watch it. Yeah. Dude, you do what you got to do, man. Yeah. Be a lot of fun. Yeah. Derek, brother, like I've said before, this has been so much fun, dude. I know you will continually support. Not just KU track and field, but every track and field program across the nation. And I know we all love the support. We'd love to see it. Like have people like you in our corner at all times. And man, keep your head up. You're good. Love you, dog. I will see you soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course.